Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey! This is that story show, people. Cooking pizza. I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, how you doing, folks? This is uh, that story show where our purpose is to brighten your day with hilarious real life stories. This is episode I don't have a clue because we are recording what I call an alternative episode with our special guest host, Lucas Kirk. Luke, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Um, we're recording this uh, just for fun. I'll just tell you, January 22nd, 2019, it is a Tuesday afternoon and it is uh, freezing outside. The weather is frightful. Mm, and yes, uh, and it, it, it's not good. So, um, Lucas, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're married? I'm married. And you're a listener to the show? I'm a listener to the show. And you've been listening for how long? So I thought about it, and I've been listening since 2007. So like, what was that, the second year? Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. Early days. Yeah. Long time. Um, it was my, I started my second job, and I found out about iTunes. That's that, it's, As soon as I found out about podcasting, I knew I had to start a podcast. Um, I always wanted to start one. I just never had the motivation. Yeah. And I was like, well, then what am I going to talk about? And then I was like, well, who's going to talk about it with me? It is hard to find someone. Uh, there were some struggles. And uh, when, when David had to leave the show, <laughs> it was hard. I was trying to find guest hosts. And, and then there was the infamous Jojo episode. So and, I may have skipped a few of those. Yeah. That, there was a, <laughs> it was a dark time. <laughs> But anyway, um, we're really glad to have uh, Lucas on. Um, how many you got kids? I have so I have a um, daughter. Yep. Uh, she, she's technically my stepdaughter, but um, I've raised her since she was little. Um, who is now? Uh, she actually turns nineteen next month. Oh dang! And she has a baby, which makes me a grandpa. No way! And I'm I'm only thirty one. Wow. So I'm a young grandpa. I do have some gray hair too. But um, you cheated. You cheated. I did. Yeah. Um, and then we have two little boys, Benjamin and Jackson. Benjamin, he turns ten this year. Wow. Which I can't believe. Which also marks ten years of uh, our ten year anniversary. My my wife's okay. We, uh, ten years this month actually. And then congratulations. Ja- Thank you, sir. Uh, and then Jackson, who is seven, going on eight, I think. So. And um, what is their favorite thing to do to torture their dad? Um, let's see. Uh, I torture their mom. That's what they're. That's how they torture <laughs> their dad. 
Will I you do you. something about those boys? I can. Yep. Yeah. You get those phone calls at work. <laughs> You're like, what am I supposed to do about it? But we, I try. Yeah. Look, if you don't quit it, when I get home, and then they're hoping, you know, I'll forget it by the time I right, get home. Right, right. I've had those conversations with my son, and, and he's pretty mild-mannered, you know. Um, he, he's not a climb-the-walls kind of kid, you know, boy, uh, but he will he can disrespect somebody with the best of them, and I've had to pull him aside. I'm like, that's my wife right there. You know, I, I'll defend her against anybody, even yep. you, and, and uh, oh. Just had you got to straighten them out. I think that's what's wrong with boys today. All, you know, they talk about toxic masculinity and all that. It's because they aren't being t- trained. They aren't, aren't being whacked upside the head by a by a big strong man telling them, "Hey, this is not acceptable. You're not a you can't, you're not a Viking. You can't, you can't do that anymore, though." Well, so what? I agree. <laughs> Smack him upside the head till they my, catch you. My son has the perfect head. It goes back. Like, have you ever seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? And, yeah. Yeah, and that crystal skull had this big, long back in the back of his head. That's the way my son's head is. And it, it is just a nice 45-degree angle on the back. And it's perfect for the back for that hand to just go back there and say, Pop, what were you thinking? You catch him underneath? Yeah, just cup it. Oh, man. It's great. Both of my both of my boys have these massive heads. I mean, just big. <laughs> we had, we had to buy clothes that were two sizes larger for them when they were small, so we could just get to get it over the their head heads. through. That's great. It was. <laughs> my kids were in the ninetieth percentile for head size. Both of them, they look like Bratz dolls, man. Yep, like, that's what mine were. Like Funko Pops. They were. They're very cute, though. Makes them cute. The doctor. The doctor thought our kids had Down syndrome. Oh really? Yeah, big massive heads. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they they uh they learned to stand up by standing on their heads. That's that's how they started. They were so heavy. <laughs> They're kind of like weeble wobbles. Yeah. They just upside they down. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> my my son still when he wants to walk in a direction, he just tilts his head forward and then just, his body just kind of follows to keep him balanced. Uh, <laughs> Go with the gravity. That's right. Well, um, let me think. Is there any, what's your favorite uh, story or episode or moment on uh, from Nobody's Listening or that oh, story show? Man, oh man, I'm well, not a person who has like one right. favorite well, that, thing. I just like a, a lot of things. Whatever. Yeah, uh, man. I don't know. I, it's hard to say because I like a lot of the story. A lot of it's, uh, when I listen to the show. What it does is it causes me to think about all these things that's happened to me. Right. And so not one of them. There is one, though. My wife uh, shared a story one time about Mickey Mouse. I don't know if you remember this. She uh, sent in a story about Mickey Mouse. She used to have this uh, pole in her room that her mom would use, this old carpet pole. Uh-huh. Or a carpet, uh, cardboard carpet roll. And she made she would make stuffed, uh, stuffed animal tree out of it. And she had this Mickey Mouse. And she said, let's that see. Hold on. My grandmother and several of my mom's five brothers all installed flooring for a living. My mom would find really unique ways to use the the thick and not to mention eight foot long cardboard rolls that the carpet was stored on. That sounds like an awesome grandma. One of these unique ideas was to cover it in contact paper, put 30 hooks on it and hang my stuffed animals on it. That's awesome, too. Every night I got in bed and looked up at Mickey Mouse hanging from uh, hanging 
on this floor to ceiling roll of cardboard covered in flowers and stuffed animals. My mom always left my closet light on and the way the shadows laid around the room made Mickey seem even more menacing. <laughs> I swear I saw his eyes move on more than one occasion. This fear led me to believe that if I laid perfectly still in the middle of the bed and did not move, Mickey would leave me alone and not get me in my sleep. So night after night, I would be tucked in bed and then lay in complete horror, completely still in the middle of my bed until I fell asleep. I even had a dream that I remember to this day that Mickey was floating towards me, laughing with his stuffed arm reaching for me. Still gives me chills, Carrie. That is uh, from September 2nd, 2014. Yeah. That's awesome. Long time ago. She, yeah, what- she included a picture and everything, and he is a freaky looking Mickey. He is a, but what John does in that episode is you ask him to do the Mickey Mouse voice. Oh. And he does it. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, Oh, I'm coming to get you. I'm lightheaded. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. That's great. Oh, uh, yep. I love John's voices, they're the best. Oh. Uh. Man, see, my son is a is a big stuffed animal guy, and um, I'm still recovering. I'm sorry. Ooh, uh, but yeah, he can't have any of them looking at him at night. And so you go to his room right now, and everything is turned facing the wall. <laughs> everything, any, anything with eyes. His bank it has Darth Vader. It's a Darth Vader bank. It's turned around, faced the other way. Everything has to be turned around. Not looking at him. <laughs> I used to. I used to have one of those. You remember those stuffed animal chains? When you pick up a yes. Walmart or yeah, I, I had one of those in my room. Yeah, and I had tons of stuffed animals, and I didn't care that they looked at me. But I grew up. I grew up in a very uh, uh, Pentecostal, you know, yeah. kind of name and claim it kind of home. Right. And so I used to pray all the. There was two things I would always pray. I would pray that a, a bad guy would not come in my window at night. And then I would also pray that God would turn me into the Sonic the Hedgehog, like the stuffed animal I had. If you so claim it, it'll, it'll happen. If you just well, believe I, it and yeah, claim it. and keep That your, was my problem. I prayed it. Keep your your confession. Uh, keep it keep it positive. Yeah. Uh, so what I ended up looking like was uh, the big guy with the mustache. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik or whatever his name uh, is. Yeah, Dr. Eggman, Robotnik. I think they call him now. Yeah, just kind of round, bald with a... With a uh, ridiculous mustache. Sorry, right. I prayed for a cowboy hat. I, I, the, the, the man told me to be very specific in in what I wanted, and I, I detailed out the way I wanted the headband to look and everything. And I prayed and believed, and and I never got that cowboy hat. And I'm so glad. I'm so you know, glad. I was, Facebook. I think it needs to be changed. I think the name needs to be changed to like let down, like social media let down or something like that. Because like the other day. You know, I, I get in those video holes. You know what I'm talking about? Like you watch one video and then you go to the keep next. Keep going. The next. Okay. Keep going. Sometimes so bad I run out of videos and then I have to go read what people are posting. It's, it's really sad. I just and, try uh, to stay off Facebook as much as possible. I'm a poster and, and I, I don't really read very much, but it depresses but, me for some reason. It does. It does. Uh but yeah, so they were showing how they make cowboy hats, and I always thought they were made out of leather. I thought the cheap ones were made out of like you know fabric, but I found what, out that what are they made of? Made, they're made basically out of they're like a felt and 
cotton oh. hybrid thing. Well, I'm, I'm sure yeah. that, I'm sure there's different different hats, you know, at different price ranges. Maybe. Maybe. But, I don't know. But but you're this right. Like, Leather wouldn't breathe if you were a oh cowboy. <laughs> you would sweat like crazy. Dude, it would be like somebody sitting on your head, like a big flappy butt right up there. <laughs> it's not an appetizing thought. So no. um so anyway, I invited I invited uh Mr. Kirk uh to come on and tell us some some stories and help us uh fill in a blank for whenever we can't record a show for whatever reason and he was more than happy to come and do it. And uh so I do appreciate you being on the show and uh and helping us out. Well, and, thank you uh, so much for having me. With uh let's 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 do um let's do a weekly rewind. Okay, mine is uh it's it's actually older, but I've been saving it for one of these, so so it works out good. Um I was having lunch the other week uh with my friend David. And he had a friend that he brought in that he met, um, a guy that was uh, fresh out of prison and um, just needing needing some help, uh, needing some work. And we uh, we were currently converting a movie theater, an old movie theater, hundred year old movie theater, into a a, a community center. And so we've got work. And uh, he took the guy out for lunch, and I met him there. And um, the guy's awesome. He's very cool to talk to. He's got a son that he's trying to make up for lost time with. And uh, and he said that he had a bet. He's talking to me because he know, he can just tell I'm a geeky guy. And he's like, I got a question, man. He says, my son. He says, I got 50 push-ups riding on this. My son says that Captain America is the was the first Avenger. And I'm like telling him, no, Iron Man was. And uh, I was like, dude, I got bad news for you. <laughs> Captain <laughs> you America. And I explained to him, you know, he was, he was alive way back here and he froze and now he's up. And so though he may look younger and seem more new, he's not. And he's like, ah, dang it. And uh, sure enough, next time I saw him, the first thing he said, uh, it was like, dang, he made me do every one of those push-ups, every single one of them. <laughs> so I was, I was thrilled, thrilled to be a part of that. So anyway, there it is. So, so I have a question. Uh, you, you said you are renovating or you guys were renovating a movie theater. Yeah, we're still working on it. We're planning on opening in April. Oh, I've done this before. Um, have you had have you had anything to do with taking out any of the theater seats? No, they were all gone. Like, oh, like, you are so lucky. I could imagine that that it's torture. It's absolutely disgusting. I wasn't wearing any gloves. Oh, and so we would get down there with wrenches and stuff, and oh. all the bolts are rusted from all the soda that's been spilled uh. on them, and they're all gummy from all the candy and. Gosh. Lord knows what else is down there. Oh, it's so gross. No, they they were all gone. It's up. I don't know that it ever had regular seats. Um, we have records of them using a hand cranked uh, projector back when it was first opened in 1911 or something like that. Yeah, 1911. Man. So 
No, we it's it's held together with dust and cat hair. That's that's a rat hair, probably. Is, is it one of those places that creeps you out in the dark? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> and dude, it has an area. It, it, there's the projection booth upstairs. You go up this eensy non-code uh, staircase to get to the top, and there's and every every room up there but one is just dark, just immediately dark. So dark that the light from the other room doesn't even pierce it. And so you you have to just by faith walk past the demons um, to turn on the light in the third room, you know, the projection all the movie room. Demons that have been let in from all the terrible movies it's been watching, <laughs> like Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think it ever made it that far. I think I think uh, I think the last movie they said that was played in there was uh, 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 Jim Lee. What's his name? Uh, the Karate Guy. <laughs> uh Jack- bruce lee bruce lee there we go bruce lee not, not the artist bruce lee yeah not jim jim lee anyway uh so you go through the projection room into this this into this second room and that's where the air conditioners and stuff are but then you step up into a room behind that with a, a full-size door but it's for some reason two and a half three feet off the ground which is just freaky and so now you're over the lobby in the back, you know, the back of the building. And then in there's shelves and stuff in there. And it's, it's got a single light bulb hanging like 14 Watts. I don't even know how they got 14 watt bulb, but, uh, then you turn left and two more feet off the ground is a small door. It is perfectly scaled down, but it is small. And there is just nothing in there, but wooden planks and stuff hanging from the ceiling and it's just where Annabelle would have lived if she was real. And um, so, of nope. course, every time we, we have teenagers over to do inner city outreach or any of that kind of stuff, I take them on a, on a little ghost tour. Sounds like a fun place to like hide and wait for people to walk through. But I think I'd be too scared to even hide. Well, most of the kids never make it to the secret Annabelle room. Uh, that's what we call it. And uh, <laughs> But the ones that do, and they're just too bold... I I uh, I've got this thing where I jump into the room and and look like I'm being dragged and I've never turned around and had anybody still standing there. <laughs> so it's because they're all downstairs washing their pants out from all the pee. I bought a doll online that I was going to paint to be looking a little freaky and I was just going to set it up there and not tell anybody. But my daughter ended up taking it to a lock-in and putting it at the top of the stairs during a scavenger hunt and it scared the jank out of a whole bunch of people to the point that uh they tore it apart <laughs> like exercised it or something so you now go, she, she owes me 12 dollars. you should just go buy five white candles and place them in a circle up there in the room <laughs> a little burnt melted some wax on the floor uh, that reminds Maybe me a table with some pictures on it in florida um in the uh Oh, where at the park behind my house, there was a, an awning, you know, a little picnic thing. And, and up on the roof of this thing, people had graffitied, you know, and markered and, and all this stuff. But somebody had drawn in chalk, a a very, uh, specific pentagram ish kind of thing. It wasn't a pentagram, but it was definitely something. And it looked like it was done as a joke, not as, you know, just to freak people out, not something serious. So I grabbed a piece of my kid's sidewalk chalk and I drew two Mickey ears on on both sides of it. 
And I was very proud of myself. Oh, I want your soul. Oh, I'm coming for you, Carrie. <laughs> so there we go. Now we're full circle. So now that was my weekly rewind in the, in the aftermath. So uh, what do you got there, Mr. Man? Oh, man. I don't, I don't really have anything that's happened to me this week. Well, I don't know. We were talking about kids earlier. Yeah. I had to take. I had to take all my son's stuff out of his room. Like, like I took, I took everything. I left him with clothes in a bed for punishment. Punishment. He is under strict discipline. Whoa! What would he do? Oh man, I don't even know if I should tell you. Don't, 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 don't. He's, no, he, he, uh, he got mad. He, <laughs> he got mad at my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law lives with us. She's dealt with some health issues, so we we asked her to live with us and help take care of her. And so she lives with us and. And so she was helping him get ready on the bus one morning. He wanted to wear shorts underneath his pants. And my son is, he's really smart because this was his plan to wear shorts underneath his pants. So when he got home, he could just take off his pants and he's <laughs> already ready like to lounge. Boy. That sounds like my son. Oh my gosh. He but would, she didn't, she he did would, not want He him. would go a step further and wear pajama pants under the shorts. Oh, the day that they had pajama day at school, he was so excited. Oh, he was like, I'm just wearing my pajamas to bed. I'm never showering or nothing. A- <laughs> that would be my son. If 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 showers weren't mandatory, he would never take a shower. He is every bit of boy in that respect. But That's my kids. Go get in the shower, and then you get in an argument with them because they claim they took a shower the day before, but they smell like dirty, sweaty. Feet. No, my they got a they got a shower every day, and I love these four second showers. It's like the water didn't even have time to get hot, and you're already walking back out. I don't get it. Um, well, now they're starting to get to that age where they just want to hang out in the hot shower for uh, an hour. Well, I'm, so, I'm not there yet. No, them. they ran out of all my hot water yesterday. That's my wife's job at my house. So. <laughs> But so uh, he, my son and my, my mother-in-law got into an argument because he was trying to put on his brother's shorts and they were too small and they were arguing back and forth and he slapped her on the <gasps> arm. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Dude. Yeah. You uh, so, appropriate reaction was, was had then. Yeah, dude. Well, there was, there was more actions, oh. but I will not incriminate myself. Right. Right. Dang. Yeah. You don't hit <laughs> your daggum grandma. No, you don't, you don't hit. You don't hit a woman. Yeah. Ever. Ever. But but when there's titles involved, I mean you hit mom, you hit granny, your your uh your tookus is um is grass. So your tookus is Lucas. (laughs) So Okay, we're done. (laughs) That was terrible. We're done. That was terrible. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do feature story. Let me tell y'all a story. All right, uh, hit us with a story or whatever. You can tell one or two or whatever you want to do. Well, we'll see what this turns into. Okay, but I was I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, man, you guys had just done a show, and there was a lot of death involved in that. show. Yeah, the death show because because Bambi There's, died, and so why not? Yeah, I mean, lots of death here lately, and we laugh at it. So, uh, so I had to go to a funeral uh, for my stepsister's daughter young girl she was born with a lot of disabilities and um, some diseases and so they didn't expect her to live as long as she did 
but thank you know thank god she did and her parents at that time so we went to the funeral and um i've been to my step family's side uh uh their funerals a couple times there's been several funerals here uh, in their family since my mom remarried um and they're all a bit different um so i didn't really now, know now define different uh all well, different, different or different well, than some, most people's different than most people's okay. like friends. The funeral's usually pretty normal, uh, especially for like a Christian style funeral in a church. There's always music, which I always get asked to sing. It's usually amazing grace. Right. So I'm not very fond of that song. <laughs> Cause you Anymore. associate it with the dead people with, with lots of dead people. So, uh, but what they like to do uh, at the graveside is when the funeral's over, they like to hang around and wait for the casket to be dropped down into the... Really? Uh, they, call, they call it a vault. Mm. And then they wait for the vault lid to go on and make sure it's sealed properly. And they'll even hang around until the dirt is covering the grave. Wow. And so it's like an hour-long process. And they have some family plots that are like an hour away from the church that they have that they have the services at. So it takes like two hours to get there because you drive like 45 miles an hour or whatever. Man, I'd be calling then, people like, how you, how you feeling, Aunt Bessie? You you doing okay? Because we're going on vacation. and uh... Well, the first one we went to for that side of the family, we got stuck in the fan with the family therapist. Oh, goodness. So, that, <laughs> so I, I thought it was comical because she sat next to my sister and her and my sister were talking the whole time. But she would ask my sister things like, so why is it you don't think you're married yet? Oh, Wow. <laughs> I got tears rolling down my face. Wow. Uh, it's just awesome. It's so funny. Uh, but anyway, so she just back to my. She couldn't step out of her job there at all, man. That's, she could. I guess it's just habit. Like, how are you? It's conversational. Yeah. How's your so childhood? Why, <laughs> so why do you think your front door is black? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so anyway, so um, we're at, we're at a funeral for uh, she would be my, I guess, step niece. And they're going to do some music. The worship leader's there. He's a younger guy. Uh, I think he's fairly new to like doing ministry or a funeral anyway. Can always tell, tell, man. Always tell. I've done these several times. I know what the first time's like. It's completely nerve wracking. Yes. Uh, And then, so he's up there and they have a drummer, but it wasn't their regular drummer. They had to call in this guy. So he comes walking in. He's a he's a nice looking tall black man, but he's he's kind of dressed like he's a jazz mu- musician. Mm-hmm. So he's got like his he's got like his fedora on and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, okay, he just this guy's kind. He he he, you know, he's dressed for a gig, right? He he's you know, he looks nice. And I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe this will be okay, you know. So he gets up there and he gets behind the electronic drum set, and I'm like, okay. And he goes to do a little. He goes to do a little sound check. Well, he pulls out two sticks. I'm a musician, and I immediately notice his sticks because his sticks are clear. Ooh. They are uh, what you call glow sticks. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, surely he doesn't turn these on at a funeral. Oh, they have batteries and stuff? They, they have batteries. You have to turn them on, and then a little LED lights up. And yeah, then you have surely he wouldn't that- turn them on. Surely he wouldn't turn him on, and sure enough, he does. <laughs> and say, I'm like, oh, you wouldn't my be Lord. telling the story if he didn't, you know. 
<laughs> but there's many parts. There's many aspects to this story. Oh gosh! So he turns them on, and I'm like, oh my gosh! He turns on his light sticks, and so he does a little sound check, and then uh, we wait a little bit. Well, they open up. They go to open up with the first song, and the poor the poor worship leader he he realizes his guitar amp is off. Oh, and he goes to turn around and turn on his guitar amp, and as he does. The neck of his guitar hits catches the, the mic stand. Yep, yep. I've done it. The- <laughs> I've done it. That's what I knew. <laughs> he wiped out half the stage. Oh, <laughs> it's so terrible because you want. I, I've been, you know, the pastor at, at these things, and you want to just almost be like an invisible hand of comfort for the family. Like you, yes. you like what you do. You want to matter, not not you being there kind of thing and so when you do something like that oh my gosh it's just like hey i'm here and i'm I'm in your face and i'm messing up your memories and you're i'm disrespecting the dead and oh it's terrible it's terrible for the family but um, i have, I have, a, I have a dark sense of humor yes it was <laughs> i was trying my hardest not to laugh and my sister was too because we share this dark sense of humor and she's she's grabbing my leg and we're trying and you know, she's got her fingernails in my leg trying to keep me from laughing and I'm like giving her the death stare, trying to keep her from laughing. Right. And and then the funeral proceeds, you know, he gets everything set up, he apologizes and he proceeds with they proceed with the funeral, the first song and everything. Well then the youth pastor, it's his time to get up there because he's gonna talk about this girl that was in his youth group, you know. Uh and so the pastor's done his thing. The youth pastor comes up and he goes, I want to do. And this dude kind of looks like Jesus. He's got the beard, the long hair, blue eyes. And he's like, and and he's got a suit on, but it's not like, it's kind of not tucked in, but it is kind of tucked in. He just kind of looks not completely put together. Right. Like a youth pastor. Like a youth pastor. So he gets up there and he grabs his acoustic off the stand. He goes, I want to do a song. And this was her favorite song. And I'm like, all right. I don't know how you know that because she couldn't talk, but okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and he starts playing this bar, this like heavy bar chord, like A chord. And he starts singing, What will people think if they hear oh that I'm gosh. Jesus? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> DC talk, jumping. old school. <laughs> I, I I was waiting for him to get up and do Toby Max riff. Oh, <laughs> I had to match his <laughs> the, <laughs> something on the belly in my head. <laughs> Jesus claims out oh, here. Lord, Lord. says in a typical tattoo green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stood on a block in the middle of the city, and I knew he had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate for a funeral. Very appropriate for a funeral. He, he's putting the fun in funeral. That's <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, and, and he's like jumping around the stage. His hair's all over the place. Oh god! But it was just it was just like the. It, I mean, it it kind of it lightened up the mood a little bit, right? Because I I hate being sad at funerals. Yeah, like the that, ones that's the ones where the so the ones, annoying to have to be sad yeah, at a funeral. Right. Right. I'm being no, facetious, I, but yeah, I know. No, but you know what I mean? Like you go to a funeral for like, you know, someone who was shot down because of drugs or whatever. And that's a sad funeral, but one right. where one where the whole family has been going to church their whole lives. And you're pretty sure everybody's saved. And the person who's died is saved is like, 
you know, you hate for him to be super sad. Right, right. You know, so it was just a very, very interesting <laughs> funeral. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I've I've been to some uh, some interesting funerals as well, and uh, it, it it's it's a totally different thing. Um, it, I, I most of my experience uh, was in the inner city, and um, it's it's just interesting the way African American black folks and uh, and Hispanic folks do funerals differently. Um, it, it's not wrong. Obviously it, it felt wrong. You know, the first time I'm this Southern boy, you know, suddenly exposed to the way the inner city works, but um, I've come to really, really, really appreciate a lot of the extra things that are done in, um, in these not white funerals. Uh, so in some ways there's a lot more structure in other ways. It's a lot looser. Um they give time for the children to get up and, and, and share. Like if, it, if it was a daughter or a sibling or, you know, uh, the kids in the family, no matter how they were related, each get to come up and, and it takes forever. Oh my oh gosh. My longest God. funerals you will ever go to in your entire life. And no, I, I disagree. I just went to the funeral of an officer who died here recently. And I was like, well, this shouldn't take too long. But an officer for a funeral who died in the line of duty, yeah, there are so many things that they do. And they're cool. It's really cool to watch. But there's just so much stuff. All right. We're talking about normal people. No disrespect yeah. to the men in blue there. I'm just saying, if Santa <laughs> Claus died, yeah, I would expect there to be some pomp and circumstance. But we're just talking about normal people that have died. It's just that 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 nobody does it quite like the the uh the, the African American community in my book and Hispanic community uh matter of fact when I die I'm going to add a lot of stuff a lot of stuff it was it was just funny because we we I didn't do it right the first few times and I got I got pulled aside by a couple of our black ministers and and told how to do this and what to read and all this kind of stuff and and now I'm a champ <laughs> I'm a champ well you know you mentioned you mentioned that uh the, the sharing time sharing is caring time yes and and uh my wife when her grandma died we went to that funeral um it was an hour away um and we get up there and we find out that the pastor had something come up um i don't remember what it was but he couldn't do it oh so so and it was very last minute so uh my wife's cousin calls her pastor at her church who's like fairly new to the ministry and She's like, can you please do this funeral? So he like gets himself dressed and runs over there real quick. Doesn't know. He didn't find out her grandma's name. Oh. Um, didn't, yeah. So he didn't know what to call her. <laughs> didn't know what to call her. Um, he read the obit very awkwardly, kind of like he had never done a funeral before. Right. And then when he when it comes time to share, he <laughs> he goes, now, if anybody would like to come up and share, the microphone is open for you to do so. And he kind of stands back, and it gets real quiet. Nobody's nobody's saying much of anything. And then he gets up in the microphone, and he goes, "Awkward silence." <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> you might as well play crickets chirping on your phone or something. Goodness gracious! Uh, it, was, it was awesome. Um, I'm just glad I've never had to do a funeral. Yeah, they're they're not fun. 
I I had to do one for for a kid, and uh, as a children's pastor, and it was rough. It was rough. Kids are always harder. And, uh, uh, adults not not as hard. I wouldn't think. Yeah, it just depends on who you are in the in the kids. room. You know, if yeah. if kids you're are pretty hard, you're if you're related to them, I imagine it's pretty hard. But but yeah, those those accidental things that happen, they're they're just not they're not good. You know, and uh, it, I, I'm with you though. The last funeral I went to was for a kid that um, he wasn't a child; he was a grown man. But um, he was a kid back when I was a children's pastor, and uh, yeah, he was. They they um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. So I'm just, they were they were people of the. Uh, <laughs> How do I say this just in a nice just way? Just say it, Dave. Just say it. They, these were people of meager... I don't want to say... They weren't poor people. They were uncultured people. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> you know, just a bunch of white folks just not caring about what they're dressed like, you know, and... That's that's my wife's family. They, they show up in jeans, it, cowboy hats. It's my family too, man. I I, I go. I come from humble beginnings. I they mean, got the hat, they got the wolf howling at the moon on their yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. If it was my family, I would refer to them as white trash. But I'm not going to say that about this other family. <laughs> no, you don't say that about <clears throat> no, other people. No, I I wouldn't say that. But I come from. I was raised in a trailer. I you know wore other people's clothes to school and and you know this that and the other so so I. I, these are my people. That's what I'll just say. I'll just say, these are my kind of people. And, um, so they tell them in advance because there's, there's a divorce and there's parents on both sides that hate each other. And, uh, and, and, and they tell them when they come up on the mic to keep it civil and which I've never heard at a funeral before. Don't, don't say anything, you know, against the other, (laughs) the other side of the family, I guess. And, uh, but they specifically put some things in because the dad of this guy uh, is crazy. He's a crazy man. He always has been. He's just straight up nuts. And um, they said, we want to keep it to five minutes. Well, he gets up there and he says it. Sure enough, I knew he was going to do it. He's like, well, pa- Pastor, I, I appreciate you saying five minutes, but I'm, I'm the father. I'm going to take more than five minutes. And he did, dude. He spoke for 40 <laughs> minutes and said the same thing over and over and over and not a tear in his eye. The guy didn't give three craps about his kids when I was there. So, um, you know, what, 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 what's going to change now that he's not even living in the same house with him, but he wanted to get up there and look important and, and seem like he wasn't the bad father that he was. And, um, <laughs> it was, it was sad. It was sad. <laughs> so, I uh, I was actually sitting next to another kid from my children's church who's not doing too well in his life. And uh, I said, dude, you want to get out of here? Because I'm thinking, why am I going to sit here and watch this with, with a, you know, I've paid my respects when I got a kid right here who I can pour into, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and hopefully evade having to come right. out for his funeral, you know? Right. So we then, did, you, man. You don't want to accidentally end up in the processional driving, you know, 45 minutes to the, yeah. yeah. And you don't want to be that guy that awkwardly leaves the funeral home as everybody's still getting in their cars. Yeah. It's, funerals are uncomfortable. 
They are. My uh, my uh, my. I had a guy one time uh, when my dad died. Uh, a guy stood up. Do you know what the Holy Ghost top is? Um, it's just jumping, right? It's kind of not not necessarily. It's kind of got like this kick yaw kind of thing, and you switch back and forth between legs. Oh yes, anyway. yes, yeah, yeah. It's a kicky thing, yeah. yeah. Kicky thing. So he started doing that in the middle of my dad's funeral. My my church called it Jewish dancing for Jew- some, <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Careful, James. I'm. That's just what they thought they were doing. I'm not saying anything. I'm saying what they thought they they thought they were being Jewish. Were they like were they like putting their arms together and like getting real low to the ground? Because I think that's Russian dancing. No, no, they they thought they were uh, they didn't know any Jewish people. They probably wouldn't talk to any because you know they're just dumb. But they they were fans. I like to call them Jew Jewish fans. They they're just fans of the culture, fans of you know they have Jew jealousy. I would say. Were they blowing? Did they blow shofars? They did. Oh my! Yeah, so they had banners, and and they did that that dance, and I always understood that they thought it was a Jewish dance. So <laughs> it's not it's racial, call, not we racist. call that the Holy Ghost hop. Okay, in, that's a in better the southern name. part of Indiana. <laughs> but yep, yep. So Funerals that, are awkward. That was done in a funeral. It was done in a funeral. There was many. There were several things done in that funeral. Uh. But yeah, nothing better than a guy, a drummer with glow sticks at a funeral. <laughs> and and another guy playing DC Talk Jesus Freak. That's great. People stood up and started clapping. Really? It was, it was I mean, it was quite an event. Well, I told you about the time, I, I mentioned on the show that I did a funeral for one of our youth. And uh, my job, it was an extremely long funeral. And I was like the, literally the fifth pastor to get up to speak because the kid had just done so many great things. And they wanted me to be the comic relief at a funeral because they no. they knew at this point people would be, you know, whatever. It's like, no, just end it. Just stop the funeral. Don't put me up there. But but he did. And they told me to tell the story, a story. And you didn't get up. You didn't get up. And was like, so how's everybody doing today? No, it wasn't quite <laughs> like that, but it wasn't. It wasn't exactly not like that either. Man, man, it's dead in here. But I told, <laughs> I told, I told the basement ghost man story because he was one of the kids in the basement with, that I scared the crap out of, and uh, and then I told another one at camp where he played a character who spanked himself, and so I'm acting it out. I didn't realize what I was doing, but <laughs> it's like because his character at one point said. Um, give me some birthday spankings. And he turns around and I did it. I pantomimed the whole thing. And I realized I just spanked my own butt at a funeral in front of a thousand people. And, and they liked it. <laughs> so, you know, the did they old, start throwing dollar bills at you. No, no, not They didn't like it that much. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but yeah, Get out the offering plates. it was one of those things that at the time when you're going through it, you're like, you know, this is the most normal thing in the world. But uh, when I got down, I was like, what did I just do? And am I going to get a phone call <laughs> from pastor? <laughs> Been there before. Oh, Lord. Well, I appreciate you coming on and doing the show, man. That was good stuff. Well, thanks for letting me tell my crazy stories. It's all good. We'll have to do it again sometime. I know a lot of other folks want to get in here and 
and do this. I'm I'm trying to schedule with another a couple other listeners as well. So, uh, well, I hope I hope you can. I appreciate I it. I mean, we always try to do a show, but when we can't, we're very grateful to have these alternative episodes. And uh, we've been meaning to have you on for a long time, so I appreciate you doing it. Well, I appreciate you inviting me up. And uh, with that, I will I will do the stuff we do at the end of the show. And that is this. Uh, if if, uh, if you have a story, please don't let it be a funeral story or a death story. I've got enough of those. Thank you. But you can send your emails and, and audios to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Follow us on Twitter at That Story Show. Review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It always helps. And it's always very, very, very... It's like one of the best things you can do besides just telling a friend about the show. Uh, if you want more great shows, visit NLCast.com. And um, thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to producers Jennifer Kennison, Carrie Wright, Philip Luden's Janus, Zane Estrada. Sorry, Jane. Sorry for messing up your name. And James Spangler. You can become a patron today for as little as a dollar a show um, at Patreon.com slash NLCast. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or uh, illuminating happens... Uh, or you get the Holy Ghost hop in the middle of a funeral. Don't get stressed. Don't get depressed. Just think this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Luke. Thank you. I'm going to do my Jewish hop now. Oh, how come it sounds wrong when you say it? Did it sound that wrong when I said it? It did. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Edit. I don't think it was that bad. All right. I think I think you called it Jewish dance, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, Jewish hop, something mine was, about Jewish hop doesn't sound right. Definitely better than yours. Yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.